What is Islam? What do Muslims believe and teach that Christians need to understand? How can Christians learn to engage Muslims in conversations? And how can we share the gospel with them? My guest today is Dr. Abjar Baku. He is an associate professor of practical theology at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis, Missouri, and author of Shining the Gospel Light on the Quran, Understanding and Engaging Muslims. This is Kay Meyer, president and host of Family Shield. Welcome, uh, Reverend Baku. Thanks for being our guest today. You're welcome. It is an honor and a blessing to be here with you and have this conversation. Oh, I'm so happy you were able to make it. And it's nice to have somebody across the table from me. So many times we're doing interviews by phone. So I love when people can come into the studio. Tell us why you have such a heart for reaching Muslims for Christ. Well, first of all, uh, because uh, as Jesus proclaimed, said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life, John 3.16. So I always said, as God loved me and you, he loved also Muslim. And uh, the only difference is that uh, Muslim, are they don't know that love, uh, especially because as a Christian, we believe that God has shown his ultimate love and sacrifice by dying on the cross and gave his life for us. Uh, so in this regard, uh, Islam teaches nice things about Jesus, that uh, his miraculous birth and uh, many good things in the Quran. There are 93 verses about Jesus. Uh, and in, uh, in, in several surahs, in several books in the Quran, but then when it comes to uh, his uh, crucifixion or his dying on the cross for us, they uh, deny this. The Quran clearly said they did not kill him, they did not crucify him. It was appeared to them. So when it comes, as uh, St. Peter teaches us, to the reason of our hope, be ready to explain the reason of your hope, but with gentleness and respect. So the reason of our hope as a Christian is Jesus died on the cross for us. He resurrected the third day. He is seated at the right hand of God the Father, just like we proclaim in the Nicene Creed, and he will return again to judge the living and the dead. In regard of this, Islam deny this. He talks nice things about, about Jesus, but when it comes to his Dying on the cross, they deny it. And of course, consequently, when they deny Jesus' death on the cross, they deny his resurrection also the third day and his, his ascension into heaven where he is um, uh, seated at the right hand of God the Father interceding for us. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. that's, uh, that by itself motivates you to go and share the love of God that was bestowed on our life. Uh, so being filled with this love, uh, we go and proclaim this love that Christ has shown on the cross to Muslim who they did not or they don't um, 
experience this love. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's so important, and it's important to you, uh, so important that that is what you teach at Concordia Seminary, is it not, the uh, the Muslim faith and how we can respond? It is, yeah. I teach several courses, but uh, my main focus was, uh, at the seminary is teaching uh, courses on mission, and then I teach courses also for uh, PhD students and uh, MDiv on Muslim-Christian uh, encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I teach also, depends to the invitation, to several churches. Uh, the book that you just mentioned with CPH, um, we did it not only for seminary students and for college courses, but also for uh, laity. Mm-hmm. So if a church is interested to do like eight weeks of adult Bible study about Muslim and learning about Islam, they can use this book. And as you just mentioned yes, before, there is so. question and answer also at the end of each chapter uh, that helps us yeah. understand better. Yeah, I have to say, I, I didn't know. We had this a program set up, and I talked to you just a few days ago and found mm-hmm. out you had this book, and so I quickly got hold of it. I haven't had a chance to read it thoroughly, but just from perusing it and looking at the chapters, and you have, I love, you have questions right after each chapter, and then I got to the very end, and I found you had questions and answers. I'm like, yeah. yay. <laughs> but... I learned a lot already, and I haven't even read it yet. You know, I did not know, because uh, I've never picked up a Quran, that uh, that uh, they they talk about the the birth of Christ and Mary, Jesus' mm-hmm. mother. I didn't. I knew they talked about Jesus as a prophet. I knew it wasn't the Jesus of the Bible, but but they do talk about Jesus, and they believe he's a prophet. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't realize how much of God's word, sections of it, is in the Quran. And and I love that you say shining the gospel light on the Quran, uh, not just to, to talk about the Quran, but rather to build a relationship with people who trust the Quran, correct? Mm-hmm. Is that kind of the reasoning behind the book? It is, yeah, uh, because... You know, we need to go to back to the foundation of uh, of mission as a Christian. You know, as a Christian, we say we need to learn our story, the story of God's love and God reaching out to humanity and uh, and building a relationship with humanity. And we learn this through the Bible. Uh, so unless we under we learn our story and we experience that we are part of this story you know we will not be able to go and share this story with others so i get many many questions about you know uh, is it okay if i uh, share the story of jesus uh, in the gospel with muslim i said yeah mm-hmm. there is no we we are not offending anybody and attacking anybody so my my main goal through this book is to learn also uh, the story, the Islamic version of the story, and and learn the differences. and And of course, there are many details in the Quran that you will ask, where did the Quran got these stories? They were they were all stories from apocryphal books 
that you know the the church throughout history did not recognize this as canonical. We recognize the four gospel, but throughout mm-hmm. history there was many uh, gospels that the the church rejected because they were all legends and they were not authentic stories. So these books uh, were in Arabia, in the Middle East, when Islam came. We know that Islam started in the first revelation Muhammad God was in 610, which Mm -hmm. is 7th century, beginning of the 7th century. At that time, these stories that the church rejected you know, uh, they were still uh, uh, spread in in Arabia, and uh, so the Quran. When when the first Muslim encountered Christian, they encountered these kind of stories, not the the true story of the gospel, mm-hmm. because history tells us also that the gospel was not translated in in Arabic. That was. Uh, that was uh, a weak point for Islam, is uh, Christian mission to to Muslim that we did not translate the gospel into Arabic, the gospel that we have oh. in our uh, in our hand. So, so to we need for in under to in order to reach out to Muslim, we need to see what they are talking about about Jesus, mm-hmm. because we we know the whole Bible. The Bible, the Christian Bible we have from the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation talks about one subject, Jesus. Mm-hmm. We read the Bible Christologically. So we see Jesus in 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 every single page of the Bible. So to, to reach out to Muslim also, we need to know what the Quran talks about Jesus. Huh. That's why I put five chapters about Jesus uh, in the Quran and I, I, I analyze the story in details mm-hmm. and then also I presented the differences that's my approach it's right. not attacking it's not uh, saying the Quran is a bad book I invite Christian to read the book mm-hmm. and be familiar with the book because otherwise we will not be able to share the story our story with them right. unless we learn their their story yes. and compare yes okay so the the, the book is uh, there are five chapters about Jesus detailing the story the story of Jesus in the Quran and what's the differences and how we as a Christian share the gospel story mm-hmm. with Muslim but again as St Peter teaches us with gentleness and respect Absolutely. So important. That is great. Um, And so for our listeners, you've already mentioned Muhammad, the founder of Islam. Um, We didn't define Islam for our listeners, uh, all mostly Christian listeners. Uh, Define Islam uh, and then also talk about the Muslim people. Okay, so Islam is, the, the word Islam means submission and also the the word in arabic we need always to return every single word to the three root word so salama and salama they come from the same root but with different form so salama means have peace okay 
even the Bible, the, Paul used it, it when he talks about reconciliation. And salama means submission. So both these words are connected to the word of Islam. So Islam means submission or peace. Mm. Both these words derive from the Arabic root of salam. Thus, Islam is living in submission to the will, the sovereign will of God, who already, this God, already predestined the universe and made humankind in order to worship him. That's what the Quran talks about in Surah 51. When we talk about Surah, means book. Mm. Surah 51, verses 56. God already predestined everything. He created us and he predestined everything and all what we do is we submit to him. Okay? okay. Submit to him and to the message that he sent through the Prophet Muhammad. So that's why if you become, if you decide to become a Muslim, you go to the, uh, to the mosque and uh, say three times what is called shahada, the witness. La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. There is no God but God, and Muhammad is his prophet. This is what we call it tawheed. Tawheed means monotheism. Okay, there is no God but God. And then, how did God send his message? Through the prophet Muhammad, which is there is no God but God, and Muhammad is his prophet I witnessed so you, you do it three times so that's basically what Islam is in basic uh, world so yeah. submitting to God and submitting to the message that he sent through Muhammad great mm-hmm. now I'm going to make a few announcements and then afterwards we're going to continue talking about uh, how Christians can learn to engage Muslims in conversation about the Quran and how we can share the gospel with them Family Shield Ministries is composed of Christians who care about families and the gospel, transforming lives now and for eternity. The Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 radio stations throughout the United States and on many podcast platforms. We also coordinate educational and outreach services that serve individuals and their families. Thanks for listening. This week, we're giving away the booklet, Sharing Our Faith in Our Daily Life. To receive a copy, call the Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. We also encourage our listeners to sign up to receive the Family Shield email newsletter. It's sent out each month, and it's free. To sign up, send us your email address witness to family at gmail.com or you can call us again at 1-877-250-8416. Your prayers and support allow Family Shield to continue to reach and equip individuals and their families for Christ. Your support makes our work in the ripe and plentiful harvest possible. Thank you. Now let's go back to my guest, Dr. Abjar Baku in He is the author of Shining the Gospel Light on the Quran, Understanding and Engaging Muslims. I also want to let our listeners know that they can obtain a copy of his book at Concordia Publishing House. Their website is www.cph.org or on Amazon. 
We also connect our guests and their books to our website. It'll be under our website on recommended books. And when we send out our podcast, we have a connection so that people can purchase your book as well. Uh, again, uh, the first half went so quickly. Tell us a little bit more about what you recommend for Christians who want to witness to Muslims, how we go about it. You shared a little bit about your book, and I would definitely recommend that they get a copy of your book from CPH or through Amazon. But what else do you recommend um, for Christians, because very honestly, I don't know many Christians witnessing to Muslims. No. I think it's important that we do. Uh, there's organizations like Christian Friends of New Americans that have a way to reach out to uh, new Americans, um, and some of them are Muslims, and some of them, because their kids are involved, are coming to their programs. But uh, we need to do it more, and uh, your book is gonna be a wonderful way to help people. What else do we yeah. need to do? For the last uh, 17 years, I have been involved in this uh, field on an academic level also and on the uh, you know, ministry to Muslim. And uh, so one of the uh, story I share in my book or the uh, model that I share in my book is uh, the Gospel of Luke chapter 24. Uh, the the this is a post resurrection when Jesus meet with the disciple of Emmaus. So um, I take this story as illustration of reaching out uh, to Muslim, and uh, I talk about uh, a few levels. First, when we meet Muslim, we meet as human being. Then the second one is we meet as monotheistic believers. Of course, I, I talk in details, what does that mean? And then the third level, we meet also as a witnessing uh, believers. Let, let's see the first one. We meet as a human being. So we see in the story that, that these two disciples, they were sad, they had concern, and uh, that's why Jesus asked them, why you are sad, why you are cast down, etc. So. Um, like any human being, okay, uh, Muslim also have concern and has need. First, before we go and talk to them about the gospel, we need to meet with them as neighbor. Okay, love your neighbor as yourself, and love them as Jesus loved humanity. So that's the 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 first level. Unless I am genuine with them, I don't go with and talk to Muslim with the plan in my mind to convert them. We don't convert anybody. That's Our job Spirit's is to proclaim, job, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, to be a good neighbor with them. And then when opportunity comes, if we were asked about the reason of our hope, we proclaim to them. We don't, we are not shy. We don't hide our faith, but we don't go first thing. And if we go in the street and see a Muslim and then we start sharing the gospel with him or attacking him mm -hmm. with the gospel or saying that you are misguided, etc. So there are many, many um, approach to Muslim. Some of them are very confrontational. Uh -huh. Okay, you go to Muslim and you tell them your Quran is wrong and uh, and you will go to, you are not going, are you sure you're gonna go to heaven and uh, et cetera. So this is a very confrontational approach. Unless we meet with them as a human being, 
and love them and hang around with them, especially Muslim Arabs. You need to uh, spend many hours with them over tea and coffee, and they just like to sit and talk and have mm -hmm. coffee. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, as a human being, I, I give several suggestions like good neighborhood relationship. We can invite one another to our house, initiate in, informal visit of religious leader and ordinary believer to one another and send mutual messages to the occasion of festivals. So mm -hmm. that's what I do. I have many Muslim friends. Okay. Uh, second thing is I, I suggest is a service. We call it service. Ministry can be informal or professional, including a, all activity of what we call it uh, diakonia. Diakonia means serving other to fulfill the commandments to love our neighbor. So ministry should be uh, performed in a spirit of respect and love with, without discrimination on religious ground so that Christian and Muslim may meet on the level of common heritage as men and women or as a member of the same nation. So we, we, we have to be open for that. We don't go and say, Muslim, those are bad people. I will not meet with them. For me, before taking the call at, at the seminary, I taught for uh, 10 years Arabic language and culture at Baylor University in Texas. I was senior lecturer there. One of the work, uh, Baylor is a Christian university, but we always had over 150 Muslim students in our program. And most of those Muslims were taking Arabic with me because mm -hmm. it's the language of the Quran. And so, so in partnership with the Department of Religion, because Department of Religion was also uh, is teaching courses in world religion and Islam, we would take a group of students, Muslim or Christian, especially Christian, the whole program to go and visit a local mosque, you know, and talk to them, listen to them, uh, not be afraid to mm -hmm. be in the mosque. This is what, what what I call it, you know, service, going and meeting and listening to them. Even here at the seminary, when I teach Islam also, I usually take the group to visit a mosque. There is a, one of the largest mosques in uh, St. Louis area is by um, Manchester. A couple of years ago, uh, we took a group of students, a lady from Syria came and we went in a tour and she explained to us and we were interacting because we need to listen to them. Right. Okay, how they are presenting and also be familiar with their scripture. So this is what I call it, um, you know, we meet as, uh, as, as a human being. Uh, we meet with them, we hang around with them, we are good neighbor to them. If opportunity comes to share the gospel, we share the gospel with them. Uh -huh. But it is not our job to convert. I, I like always to quote third article of faith in Luther's small catechism when he talks about the Holy Spirit. He said, I cannot by my own reason and thinking come to Christ, but the Holy Spirit, through the proclamation of the gospel, he calls, sanctifies, and keep the church in the true faith. Yes, so it so is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. My job is to share the story, right. not be shy. When to God convert people, the it's the Holy Spirit right. who convert the people. Absolutely. It's not me. Absolutely, yes. Okay. Very good. Now, finally, God opens the door. They ask you a question. You've built a relationship with them. How do we as Christians share the gospel with the Muslim? 
Yeah, again, um, go back to, to the story uh, of the disciples of Emmaus. We meet as monotheistic believers. And if we look at the story, the Gospel of Luke, in verses 18 to 27, what the disciples believed in, we're talking about Jesus, because they did not recognize him, you know. It is the same way Muslim believe in Jesus. He was a good man, he was a good prophet, uh, and then he died, on the, or he died and, and they thought the story is, uh, is ended. So th these disciples believed in Jesus as a prophet, okay, and a great man, but they did not believe in his resurrection from the dead. So Muslims have the same idea about Jesus that these disciples had. We need to walk with them and witness to them about Jesus. Mm -hmm. How do we witness to them? Is to share the gospel story. Because the gospel story talks clearly about Jesus as the incarnate God. One of the things I share is the story of nativity. Over 70% of the story of Jesus in the Quran focuses on the nativity. But it twists when uh, the angel proclaimed, for to you the sa Savior was born. The Quran doesn't speak in this language. Right. Savior who saves his people from their sin, etc. So these are the things that we need to be familiar with the story of the Quran and at the same time share our own story. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, you see the story talks about a savior born, uh, uh, born from heaven, the incarnate God, like the prologue. I wrote a whole chapter about the titles given to Jesus. Jesus is called in the Quran also a spirit from him and a word from him, but they interpret it differently. We as a Christian, we know that when the Gospel of John talks about Jesus as the Word of God, in the beginning was the Word, he talks about the divinity of Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I share also many ideas of how do you share this? Yeah. How Here do you again. connect them? Because the mm -hmm. Word of God, Kalimaton Minhu, is in the Quran and the, and the Gospel also, but two different interpretations. Yeah. Very good. See? Very good. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, this time just went so quickly. Thank you so much. Reverend uh, Baku, and uh, again, your book, Shining the Gospel Light on the Quran, Understanding and Engaging Muslims. Let me just encourage all of our listeners to, to get a copy of that book, to pray that God would open a relationship with someone you know that's a Muslim. And again, this is Kay Meyer of Family Shield. Uh, learn more about us on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. Dot org. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com.
or Wright Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.